Hey there, it's Ash here, and I want to talk to you about authentic success and how research indicates that we really enjoy and feel a sense of fulfillment from success when we earn it. And there's so much research that indicates that if you don't earn it yourself, that the somatic physical, emotional experience of success doesn't fulfill you in the same way. And it keeps you chasing that ever elusive carrot of whatever outside goal you want to reach that might not create that feeling of satisfaction on the inside. And to me, this has been profound because there's a part of me sometimes, especially as I was building all my businesses that wanted success to come easily or wanted it to come for free. You know, there are some days that I wake up and I'm like, I don't want to have to hustle on Instagram or I don't want to have to write an email. You know, it's not like I'm not grateful. I think that sometimes when we don't want to do something, we buy into the belief that we must not be grateful. I think a lot of you, especially having coached so many job seekers and people on how to figure out their purpose one-on-one, What I'm finding is there's so many people who buy into the belief that if they don't like where they are, they're not grateful for where they are. And that doesn't have to be true. It can be true that you're grateful for something and it's not a fit for you. And so in my case, you know, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, wow, I don't want to be an entrepreneur today. And I remember um, when business issues began in my first company, I was selling a job hunting course and I still have it on my website, Job Offer Academy. And it's, it's an incredible course. So many people get job offers from it. You know, I've got my career clarity lab. So many people figure out what they want to do with their career from that if they're not able to invest in private coaching. And one of the things in building this was that when the success really came, there were some problems that came with it, right? Because it's kind of like new level, new devil. Maybe you figure out one thing, but then you grow into some area and then you're not really sure what to do with the next level. So when your business grows, now you need employees and then you don't know how to hire. There's always new issues coming with new levels and new challenges. So uh, one of the things that I remember feeling was, oh my God, that's such a big issue. And having come from the workforce and being in the corporate world and having worked in counterterrorism, I was kind of mentally trained to think to myself, oh, wow, that's a really shitty issue. I don't want to deal with that. I'm glad that somebody else is going to have to fix that one. And one of the biggest shifts for me as an entrepreneur was to be like, oh, wow, I'm I'm in charge of this. So I'm the one that has to fix that. And um, to be okay with that, to let that be okay, and to... I don't know, create that emotional resilience and that willingness to take the good with the bad and think to myself, wow, there are some days in business where it's such a joy and there are other days where it's so challenging and I want to hide under the covers no matter how much success or how much failure, whatever that means for me, I've experienced. And one of the things I want to talk about today is about the process of writing my book and how many things are happening in the entrepreneurial world that don't create authentic success And to ask you some questions about what that could look like for you, because one of the things that I've been facing lately is as I'm writing my book for Hay House right now, and it's going to come out in summer 2020, and that's why I'm in Bali uh, for the next month or so, just hiding away in the jungle and writing this book. One of the things that a lot of entrepreneurs ask me is, oh, what's your funnel? How are you going to sell books? So I got this book deal and then I talk about the book and then friends who are entrepreneurs say, so how are you going to get sales on your book? And I'm like, well, I don't know. 6,000 bookstores are going to have distribution and it's going to be on Amazon. People will find it. You know, that's like my thought on it. But what I'm finding in the entrepreneurial world is that it is a very real thing that people, number one, buy their way to the New York Times bestseller list. They buy their followers. They buy their influence. And 
I say this without judging it. It's neutral. In fact, it's a marketing strategy. And if you're smart enough to create a marketing strategy and invest in your business and monetize it because you can buy a bunch of followers, but you're not going to make money unless you figure out what to sell them, how to add extraordinary value to their lives and how to create a sustainable business. So there's an art, a science and a creativity to that that I have a lot of respect for. But what I have found is that in a world where we can buy followers, we can buy our way to the New York Times bestseller list. I'm noticing that this book is, and this podcast have been the two most authentic things I've ever done in my career. Like I created the U-Turn podcast because I was called to do it. And that's why whenever somebody shares it or they post about it on Instagram or they DM me, it means so much in the same way that earning something uh, feels more successful inside. I think doing something you actually want to be doing and being seen and acknowledged for the thing you really want to be doing, not because it's a should, not because you think you're going to survive better because it, you're going to get by or because it's going to get you somewhere. Like I'm, cre- I created the U-Turn podcast for my own soul. And so when people see my soul and they share the podcast, I feel so like loved and understood and connected. And, um, it means so much to me. And what I found is it's the same thing with this book. And one of the things I want to talk about is what you do and how you relate to what you do. So for example, if you have extraordinary anxiety or a lot of stress, and that is an energy you bring into your work life, that energy paints over no matter what joy you have. So here's the example. God knows if you know me, you know that I love cupcakes. So No matter what cupcake I get, for example, my favorite cupcake being a vanilla sprinkles cupcake, which I know it's vanilla, but I ate too many triple cinnamons. I ate too many red velvets. Now I'm on to vanilla cupcakes. No matter how many vanilla cupcakes somebody hands me, if they paint them in anxiety or they cover them in anxiety, I'm not going to enjoy my cupcake. It's going to taste bad. And that is the case with your career. So a lot of the times I ask people, are you sure you don't like marketing or do you not like that you have anxiety when you're at your job Uh, and it's ruining something that you do like? So what I want to separate right now is how you relate to your job and your job itself. Is the problem what you're up to in your career, in your business, or is the problem how you're relating to it that you have anxiety or that you're stressed out or that you're worried or that you're not making money? Maybe you actually love what you do. You just don't love it right now because you're not making the money you want. Um, that's something that as a career coach, I've coached so many people on one-on-one and, and learned so much about. And so what I really want to impart to you right now is popping the balloon of the mirage that people out there are just naturally successful. One of the most powerful things I learned was when I started writing my Forbes column, I pitched myself to Forbes. I emailed them and said, hey, I want to write for your guy, for you guys. And before that, before I learned PR, what I thought is all the articles we read in newspapers, all the articles we read on Forbes or Entrepreneur, I had a belief that people who got those, that somebody asked them to do it, that, that they were recognized as a leader and that somebody reached out to them because they thought that they had something to say. But what I've learned is that's that it's that it's the opposite that real entrepreneurs put themselves out there and ask for these opportunities and they create their personal brand through doing that. Um, and it's the same case with the New York times bestseller list. So for me, uh, what, what I'm finding in the same way, if you have a delicious cupcake and you put anxiety all over, it's not going to taste good. That's how I feel with my book. I'm having such a beautiful time writing my book. It's what I'm meant to do in the world. Like I've never felt so connected to any project I've ever, I mean, Ooh, like talking about it right now, I have the chills because There's so much I have to say in my story, but it's not about me. It's about sharing with the reader how to figure out what you want to do with your career, sharing with the reader the personal development I've learned through my failures, through my gains, whatever those are. 
And what I'm finding is there's so much joy in writing my book. And when I go up to somebody and they say, how are you going to market your book? How are you going to get sales? And there's a lot of my entrepreneurial friends who are very talented and they've created sales funnels. And those of you who are listening, what is a sales funnel? A sales funnel is a free experience you have. So if you see on the internet, a lead magnet, something that says free download. So for me, I have free e-courses. If you go to uturnpodcast.com, you're going to see a free e-course on how to land a new job, a free e-course on how to find your purpose, a free e-course on how to launch your dream business. These are all lead magnets. So that's the top of a sales funnel. After that, you're going to be proposed something to buy at some point or another. That's the bottom. That's when you convert into a customer. So a lot of people saying, what's your funnel for your book? How are you going to get sales? What Everything are you going to offer people that makes them want to buy your book? And it's so interesting because I'm so deeply in alignment with this book. I feel so much like I'm doing my soul's work that number one, I'm not attached to the sales, even though I know that it's going to be out there and people are going to get it. But number two, I don't want to ruin my experience of the book by turning it into something that needs to be all about marketing. I just want to be all about writing the best book I possibly can in my body and my soul and my energy and not thinking about how it's going to sell because there's something inside of me that feels like I'm so deeply in alignment that I feel like the people who read it are going to talk about it and the world is going to see me. And even if that doesn't happen, even if that story is not true, I don't want to turn something that is such a joy project into a business project that takes away the spirit and the soul that I came into it in the first place. And I think this is one of the biggest traps we get caught in is we start on a path because our soul wants to do it. We're called to it. And somewhere along the lines, we buy into the belief that it's not enough for us to just do the work we want to do and put it out there and that we have to do more or be more or hustle more for people to want to see or receive what we're putting out there. And one of the most powerful things I am standing in right now is whenever friends are asking me, how are you going to market your book? I say to them, you know, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm going to be, some of my girlfriends are going to post on Instagram about it. And I think people are just going to buy it. How are you going to get to the New York Times bestseller list? I think it's going to be a great book. And I I think people are just going to talk about it, hopefully. And it's like staying in the lane of my joy the irony that it is going to create a powerful book, allowing all of my energy in this book to be tethered in the mastery of writing something that feels like a masterpiece. That's where I want to hang out. And I think that's where fulfillment really is, whether it sells or not. And that's, I think, where the joy is in your career is figuring out where are you the most aligned What skill are you using? Where are you at your best when you are the most aligned? How do you want to express that skill? That's the ultimate piece of what I coach people on -on one-on-one in Clarity is figuring out what is that one gift you have and how do you turn that into a career? What are the options? What are the visions you can come up with? What's an action plan for that? So I think first asking yourself, where do you feel so much joy and alignment that people can only see you? And I invite you to do that thing, whatever that is, or invest in figuring out what that thing is. Not because you want people to see you, but because you want to see yourself, that you want to have that direct experience of fulfillment and truly being and not projectizing something that otherwise brings you joy and it brings you into your body and brings you into being your full self, taking your full self into your work with you. And so, yes, we live in a world of buying influence. We live in a world of buying our way to the New York Times bestseller list. We live in a world of buying followers and suddenly appearing like we have a huge audience overnight. 
Um, but what I ultimately want to ask you is how do you want to experience life? Do you want to enjoy what you're doing or do you want to turn everything you're doing into a project? And it's not to say there's anything wrong with investing and really pushing something you believe in. In fact, I would say it's a loss for you to not do that when you really believe in something. I will definitely put myself out there on some level for this book, but what I refuse to do is turn my joy into my work. I refuse to turn the joy that I feel towards this book into a project and projectize it. I don't even know if that's a word (laughs) into something that steals the joy. And I think a lot of you listening, you may not realize because I found this as a career coach that so many people go into something because they have joy, but they find a way to projectize it. They find a way to turn their art into work and it steals all of the joy out of something that is otherwise sacred to them. And so my invitation to you today is to really ask yourself, what is that thing? And if you don't know, to really invest in that and listen to the U-Turn podcast episode with Philip McKernan, um, episode 30-something about how to figure out what you want to do, how to love yourself. What a powerful episode for how to get clarity on what you're meant to do in the world. Um, Invest in my free course, my sales funnel, my lead magnet, um, the free course at U-TurnPodcast.com on how to figure out what you want to do. Um, read a book, you know, do whatever it is, become focused on the answer. Because a lot of the times when we want answers, we ask the wrong questions. So here's the question I invite you to ask yourself, not how do I figure this out? But what circumstance do I need to put myself in to be in an energy where I can go figure this out? That is I think the real sauce is figuring out where do you feel connected? Do you go to yoga classes? Do you see friends? What do you need to surround yourself in? Where are you where answers usually come to you? Is it jogging? Is it at the beach? In my case, the ocean is super meditative to me. Friends like Amanda Bucci, Sarah Stewart, Alyssa Nobriga, Libby Crow, you know, Sarah Pendrick from Girl Talk Network. There are some people in my life that are just soul food. And by being around them, I get so many answers. So that's my invitation for you today. And um, always just really committed to popping the balloon of the illusion that success has to look a certain way or that because people have all the followers or all the PR, that they are this success that everybody found and just started following. No, people work towards that. And you can have that if you want to work towards that too. But I would say before you projectize what you want, before you put an audience around what you want, whether you're a job seeker that wants to start blogging or an entrepreneur, you know, um, maybe you've taken my free course on how to launch your business, whatever have you, before you start building an audience, ask yourself, what is my joy? And how can I wrap that in sacred, in a sacred bubble so that I don't completely projectize it and kill my joy with it? So lots of thoughts here. Thanks again for DMing me on the gram, letting me know what you think of these um, and just giving me your feedback on these episodes because sometimes I feel a little crazy sharing my thoughts with you by myself here in my hotel. But these are the thoughts I'm having and I hope that they support you too. And I love hearing from you. It means the world that you share this. Thank you so, so, so much for being a part of my world at the U-Turn Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. 
There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you wanna learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join podcast royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox or wherever you listen to your podcasts.